What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be with you guys. Uh, it has been an absolutely wonderful week of Big Ten football action. Happy to be breaking it all down with you guys. It is a Sunday, uh, as always, bringing this uh, kind of instant reaction podcast to you guys. This is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. I am your host, Tyler. Uh, we're going to be breaking down where, what uh, what happened this last weekend. Man, were there a lot of good games. Am I happy? Absolutely. Did we get some things right? 100%. Were there a couple of surprises? Oh boy, was there ever. And we're going to get into that and so much more on this podcast. So uh, I guess to start off, I kind of want to go over uh, what what happened. Uh, we, we were right on a lot of things, uh, and we can kind of talk about where we were wrong and, and some of the things that uh, we're hoping to clean up. And so we're providing the most in-depth uh, you know, podcast out there for the Big Ten. So the first one I want to touch on is... Uh, this is going to be one we're going to kind of hit the highlights, uh, right? You guys know the scores. I'm not going to be a newspaper. If not, look on ESPN, CBS Sports, wherever you find your scores. This isn't a newspaper. We're going to get into kind of the meat and, and, and potatoes of it. The first game I want to touch on was the Illinois-Kansas game. Now, I understand that, right, it was on the road. There were some people were, were, were saying a lot of things were kind of going against uh Illinois in in this in this you know spot. Now I not naively, but I really thought that Illinois was going to be able to get the win. I had faith that they were going to be able to go to Lawrence, play well, and get the win. I even said that the game against Toledo was a little bit of an aberration. That you know they're going to be really good this year, and we should not suggest otherwise, uh, because I really thought, I really thought them against Wisconsin were going to be battling for that side of the, the conference's you know chance to play for the Big Ten title. I don't know now. That game, really the score doesn't do it just justice to how how really lopsided of a game it was. I thought Illinois' defense, which for all of last year was just the absolute, you know, the, the the go-to, you could always rely on them being a very, very nitty-gritty defense. Kansas just ate them up. I mean, 8 for 12 on third downs, that alone, getting that well on, on third down, doing that much, that's phenomenal. I mean, that is that is great statistics as far as you're a Kansas fan. 539 total yards uh, to 341. Yes, Illinois was able to move the ball, but the defense, when they needed to get a stop, when they just needed anything to go their way they just didn't uh you look at red zone efficiency they were five for five goal to go efficiency three for three uh they played a cleaner game with less penalty yards same amount of turnovers so nothing really there but kansas just looked a little bit more buttoned up and i honestly don't know where it was i like i said i had the read i thought illinois was a year ahead of where Kansas is right now. I thought that rebuild would take a little bit longer with Lance Leopold. I said Brett Bielema having the acumen and the, the football knowledge of, of him currently. I thought, hey, you know, his third year off and running Lance Leopold, also his third year, is really not going to be till the fourth year that we see that giant leap for Kansas. I was wrong. I, I was just dead wrong on this game. 
And really, with with Illinois, there's it, it's it's wide open right now. The side of the conference, similar to last year, Purdue was able to sneak into the Big Ten title game. I do not think Purdue was the best side, the best team on that side. Minnesota squandered it. Illinois squandered it. Iowa squandered it. Wisconsin squandered it. All of these teams, and Purdue snuck in last year. This is going to be. I think we're following the same kind of trage- trajectory on this side of the conference. Illinois. Uh, Right, it's like their defense. They can't stop a nosebleed right now. Now, are they going to get that buttoned up later on? Of course, they're going to. Are they going to play against Penn State and lose this week? Absolutely. Free little tip before the Wednesday slash Thursday show, right? Absolutely. Uh, but you look at it. Are they going to be able to pull off a win against Purdue? Are they going to be able to beat a Nebraska? Are they going to be able to beat a Wisconsin? I don't know. Uh, that game scared me as as a, a prognosticator, as watching this as, as a Big Ten fan. Uh, maybe, like I said, once when we get close games and stuff like that, like that, it doesn't become aberrations. It becomes a story. We're trying to find the main storylines, the main arcs of what this Big Ten football season is. And right now, Illinois is not following a very good arc, and it's semi-frustrating. I hope they get it together. Uh, they lost 34-23 in Lawrence on Friday night. Uh, for the most part, all of the FCS games, uh, like I said, we won't really touch on it. Indiana, Ohio State, Penn State pulling away uh, with the victory. Also, Michigan State beating Richmond. Nothing really of note there. The next game that I want to touch on uh, before we get into uh, – we'll, we'll hit a couple more of these before I get into really what my thoughts were on Saturday. Purdue, congratulations going on the road uh, into Blacksburg and winning the game. Not only winning the game – you got to understand, uh, you know, growing up, I played football, had a lot of opportunities. And I remember a particular game we were playing in a valley where uh, very prone to lightning, really, really prone to big lightning storms and stuff like that. And as the the storms would roll across the valley on the high school, there'd be a little light. And it would say that, you know, lightning was within 10 miles or lightning was within you know, 15 miles. And depending on the light, if it was clear and stuff like that, I don't know what, what operated the light. I don't know. I honestly, I, I couldn't tell you, but they had this and we were playing against uh, a particular team and we started and stopped the game probably seven or eight times. We would go into the, in the high school gym. We would wait for the all clear. We'd then go back, warm up. The rest would give us time to warm up and then all of a sudden there'd be a lightning strike you know kind of circling in this little valley that that we were playing in and we had i think it was like a uh, 845 game it doesn't get over till you know noon uh right by midday right and as we were playing this game it's really hard to focus right you would you would get all psyched up you'd be listening to your pump-up music you get you know with your friends you'd be hitting each other's helmets hey let's go out and go and bam it would be canceled that was very difficult i believe there was a six hour delay i think it was almost seven hours uh for that first quarter to be able to be on the road in blacksburg that's a difficult task to to beat them and get the win. That that I mean, to stay focused enough to beat them. Now Virginia Tech had opportunities. I'm not going to say that they played a, a flawless game. And to be honest, the line even moved from minus three in Virginia Tech's favor to Purdue at a straight pick. Well, I guess it moved in Purdue's favor, but it went to pick them. 
So the line moved crazy uh, when it got real close to game time. Really interesting uh, game. Congratulations to Purdue on beating them. Very, very difficult. Very high level. Uh, obviously, Ryan, Ryan Walters was able to do it. We're going to see if they can follow it up with a win against Syracuse this weekend. Really excited. That is a very interesting game. And Purdue, I was out on them with the win against Fresno. Maybe they're going to be hanging around a little bit. Maybe I, I, I wrote them off a bit too soon and it was a little bit too harsh. Uh, I guess the other, you know, things, uh, not much of note with the Michigan game. Uh, Northwestern did beat UTEP, like we told you guys. That was the easiest game of the week. I can't believe Vegas was giving you guys, uh, you know, a point and a half. I mean, it, the, the line eventually closed at Northwestern minus one, but there was very, very little confidence in the betting market. That was an easy game to predict. Uh, a UTEP, a Conference USA team going to a Big Ten team? Absolutely not. No chance. Uh, interesting, I guess, the Charlotte-Maryland game. Charlotte-Maryland, I, I really don't know something's going on with that team uh, I was able to watch the game a lot of weird play calling a lot of weird things happened in that game they got the win uh, we're going to definitely be tracking what goes on with them uh, records look great against Temple uh, Minnesota I I mean right at the, the line 25 to 6 I mean it, 19 I thought they would get to 20 uh, we were really close on that game but Minnesota their uh, defense is phenomenal they've got to get something going on the offensive end Um uh, the Iowa Iowa State game really what what we expected low scoring game I thought it was going to be closer uh, the line even thought so as well like I said I think it was four four and a half when we talked on Wednesday Thursday the Thursday show so for it to move um, just a little bit kind of tells you where where it was at at the three and a half. Uh, what I got to say uh, just briefly Washington State. Uh, Basically, facing relegation is having an absolute season along with Oregon State. If you guys, fans of the Big Ten, obviously you can kind of just brush it off. It's a it's a Pac-12 team as of right now. But what Washington State and Oregon State are doing, they're on an absolute tear, and they are playing like it. Uh, Wisconsin did not know what hit them. Uh, Wisconsin is, I don't know if, if Fickle's, got his stuff installed 100%, meaning the culture and, and, and everything like that. Obviously, play calling and stuff, they've had, you know, months to practice this stuff, but I think they're going to get, they're going to win the next couple games, but we've got to watch this. We've got to see how this is installed. We've got to see how they bounce back after a loss. Like I said, I love Wisconsin. I think this is a phenomenal team. I think they're going to, they're going to get their legs under them. They're going to figure it out, but just, it seemed a little disjointed. It didn't seem like Wisconsin of old, and that just kind of tells me, Something, something's going on where, where it's like at the beginning stages, they just need a spark. They need, they just need a candle lit, if that makes sense. Uh, obviously you play Buffalo, first game, we can kind of throw that out. Washington State, you're going up against a very difficult opponent on the road and them playing for absolutely everything. The entire national media watching them on ABC. Uh, then, I mean, they, they had everything to gain, uh, from that game. Wisconsin would have just got a win. So something we're going to watch. We didn't think that Wisconsin was going to be, you know, challenging for a national championship. I think they're going to win that side of the conference. I'm going to stand by that prediction. We'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but really the, the thing, the, the main story that I want to get to, uh, in, in what I saw this last weekend 
was Nebraska against Colorado. Now, a lot of people are going to be talking about Colorado. I mean, you guys can turn on ESPN, Fox, CBS, whatever, you know, insert your favorite uh, show, even podcast, uh, podcasts like even this one. We're, we're talking about the Colorado Buffalo. We're going to, we're going to use it in a, in a Nebraska context though. What Dion's doing at Colorado, phenomenal. Uh, I mean, we're, we're going to, we've got to give flowers where, where they're due. Uh, to be honest with you guys, like I said, I I grew up watching Colorado. Uh, I grew up wanting to go to Colorado. They were on the short list of, of schools that I, uh, when I was recruited, that I wanted to go to. So watching that game was was very interesting for me. Uh, it was cool to see Folsom build like that. But of course, as a Big Ten podcast, we're cheering for the Big Ten. I mean, I, I've got to be able to separate art from artists, right? Sorry, Colorado. I was cheering for Nebraska. That's just that's just how it is, right? We even thought, hey, at plus three. I think it's going to be close. I thought it was going to be a one-point game. I thought that uh, Nebraska had a chance to win it, and none of that materialized. But I want to read off Colorado's. We're just going to go from their records. We'll just pick a year uh, from 2017 after you know the, what was arguably their best year in 2016. Uh, we're just going to go through some of. We're just going to go through the 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 overall schedule uh, for Colorado then we're going to compare it to Nebraska so in 2017 five and seven 2018 five and seven 2019 five and seven 2024 and two so they, they did well during the pandemic uh, 2021 four and eight 2022 one and 11. We're going to take Nebraska. 2017, 4 and 8. 2018, 4 and 8. 2019, 5 and 7. 2020, 3 and 5. 2021, 3 and 9. 2022, 4 and 8. Really, outside of the 2020 year, the, the, they can almost mirror each other, right? Give or take a couple of games here, a couple of games there. Very, very similar. Uh, two once great programs. And, and as you look at that, uh, really interesting as, as we're kind of comparing the two in a rivalry sense. I mean, we're talking about storied, it's not franchises, I mean, just storied universities, storied programs, right? Of Colorado, of Nebraska, growing up, everyone talked about Nebraska. I had a lot of Nebraska friends, I had a lot of Colorado friends that were huge, huge, huge fans. And of late, both of these programs have not had a lot of success. But as a Nebraska fan, what as I was watching that game and cheering for the Cornhuskers in that game, I thought to myself, if I was a Nebraska fan, like a Nebraska faithful, like they are my number one team in the entire world. I go to bed in, you know, a big red <laughs> blanket on, right? I wake up. I've got my license plate holder. I've got stickers on my car. I mean, we're talking diehard Nebraska fans and I know they're out there because they listen to this podcast. Thank you guys. Shout out to everyone out there in Lincoln. But if I'm that person, right, and I see that my rivals, which we've very similar records, not a lot of uh, bowl games since 2016, obviously, uh, Colorado got one during the pandemic, crazy year, we'll throw that out, but basically mirrored each other since 2016, both programs. It is absolutely gutting that Colorado is now having the level of success and the level of notoriety and not Nebraska. Now you can say it's Dion. Obviously, him bringing in uh, Travis Hunter, uh, uh, Xavier Weaver. They got him out of the transfer portal from South Florida. Uh, his son Shadur Sanders. I mean, they have playmakers. It's not like they, you know, this is Colorado of last year. They had a lot of different transfers and, and so on and so forth. You guys know the story. But as a Nebraska fan, that just 
absolutely eats at me. Like I'm not only, and not only am I seeing, you know, basically the biggest drought that we've had. We haven't been to a bowl game as a Nebraska team in since 2016. But now our rivals, our hated rivals, our next door neighbors, which have been in the same boat as us, which have, and you can always, I mean, believe me, in with my, some of my favorite teams and stuff like that, I, I grew up a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and there were years where we would only win one or two games, and if we beat the Saints, the Falcons, or the Panthers, I was happy because we beat them, right? So if I'm Nebraska, I'm like, hey, there were years you can convince yourself, yeah, we went 3-9, and nine, but we beat Colorado. We beat our hated rival. But now you saw what they did to you, at Folsom Field, now you can say, well, we'll see what happens next year. Do they bring them back? They're going to be here in Lincoln. Well, I mean, you, you know how it is. I mean, there's always excuses. There's always ways that people cope with uh, disappointment. But that is absolutely, absolutely gutting. Dion obviously is a is a different level of coach, a different level of personality. People are watching it. It is it is prime time, baby. That is what it is right now. And Mount Rule is not like that. But that I mean, we're talking in an entire season they were able to turn it around. If I'm Nebraska, I'm like, why the heck can we not figure that out? Why are we not on that level? And that's what I was kind of watching over and over again. Now again, we can get into the nuances of the game. I mean, turnovers obviously an absolute you know, just kicking the nards, man. There's no, there's no way to even put it. Uh, and I mean, obviously, Jeff Sims has some things to clean up. Obviously, this Nebraska team is nowhere near competing at the level of where Colorado is. Now, Colorado, I think, is will we'll for sure say top 25, maybe top 15, if you really want to get into it. And Nebraska is going to have other chances, like uh, you know, playing Michigan at home. They're going to get Wisconsin on the road. They get Iowa at home. You might even throw Sparty if you really want to get technical. Uh, but really, they're going to have opportunities to, to show what they're made of here in, here in, in a few weeks. But the distance is an absolute chasm. It is a canyon. It is not a leap. There is so much work to be done. I hope Matt Rule is up for it because this is an amazing, amazing program. And I want Nebraska to get back to that. I want to talk about Nebraska in the same breath as we talk about Illinois or Wisconsin or Iowa. I want that for this, not only for this podcast, but for the conference, for college football as in, in, in general. Do you see the reaction that people have with just Texas beating Alabama? A non-conference game that people are just absolutely losing their minds over? We want that back. Nebraska provides that. Lincoln provides that. This fan base deserves that. I know I've been hard on Nebraska, but man, that, that's just what, what kept on going over and over in my head was this is a gigantic, gigantic rebuild. Now, the good thing for you Nebraska fans out there is you got Northern Illinois, who just lost to Southern Illinois. I believe it was 15 to 11. I didn't check, but I remember seeing that score. Uh, you've got Louisiana Tech up next. So you have a couple of, of teams that you should absolutely win. You get them both at home. You haven't had a home game yet in Lincoln. So get Two wins, be two and two going into to Michigan uh, at home. And like I said, you never know what can happen. But really, the next couple games, uh, you we've got to see, A, more points scored. You can't score 14 and be content with that. 
you can't score 10 and be content with that. You really, against a Northern Illinois team, uh, you're hoping that you can put up, you know, at least 30. I think that would be definitely a win, uh, in, in, in that room, in those regards. And then same thing with Louisiana Tech. I think that you've got to put up another, you know, 28, 35 points, really just let them know that you're here. And then you've got Michigan, which now we're getting into the Big Ten slate and so on and so forth. But rough start uh, to the Matt Rule era with the loss against Colorado. It's tough. It You've got a lot of cards stacked against you playing, you know, Colorado on the road against Dion and, 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 uh, you know, the, the playmakers that they have. But ultimately, that is just what I kept thinking. And I wanted to share my thoughts with you guys, uh, as far as that goes. So, uh, overall, this has been pretty much another edition of, of get the ball, uh, the Big Ten football focus podcast. Sorry. Uh, the, the, I'm really excited, uh, to get into next week, I've already got kind of a, a layout. We have a lot of really interesting games. Just to tease you guys just a little bit. Uh, first of all, Maryland, Virginia. I don't know what's going on with Maryland. Uh, really interesting. And that game is very intriguing. It's Friday night game. We get another day where we're uh, another game on, on a weeknight. I guess technically weekend, whatever, right? Friday night after work. Cannot wait to lock into that one. The Penn State-Illinois game, obviously, uh, some storylines there. Since the last time Illinois-Penn State played, it was like seven or eight overtimes. We got to see if Wisconsin can bounce back, right? We have the Battle of the Academias. Uh, Duke taking on Northwestern. North Carolina coming off an overtime victory against App State. What are they going to do against that gritty Minnesota defense? Uh, Rutgers taking on Virginia Tech. Hey, Rutgers, you can only beat who you can beat, right? That's what this is really. You can only beat who you play, right? You can only beat the opponent that's in front of you. Virginia Tech, they might be losing to two Big Ten teams in a row. Oh my goodness, where has that program fallen? Uh, you got Washington King on Michigan State. That should be a really fun game as well. What uh, Michael Penix can do, obviously, he used to play for Indiana. Uh, coming back to Big Ten country should be a really interesting storyline. Nebraska, I want to see what they do against Northern Illinois. Are they going to be able to generate that offense, cut down on the turnovers, cut down on the penalties? Very interesting on that one and then Purdue Syracuse honestly uh, that game if I had to say as far as non-conference Big Ten games that would be one of the ones that I would have mentioned last year I mean back and forth uh, in the dome I mean I believe it was like they had like a, a, a personal foul they had and then another 15 yard penalty or whatever and I remember them kicking from like the 30 or 45 yard line and, and kicking it against Purdue and Purdue going down and then battling back. I mean, it was a phenomenal game and we get to see a rematch. We get, you know, 2.0 of that, uh, a little bit left over from last year. Uh, maybe we can jump on the Purdue bandwagon. There's not many right now that are there. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, games ahead. Uh, so that's kind of what we're looking like as far as that is. Uh, we will be breaking down each and every individual game uh, coming up in the next podcast. If you guys, like I said, uh, we're going to do a mailbag. I checked some of the DMs. I checked in uh, on some of the things. And I was going to do it, and I was like, you know what? We're going to wait one more week. Just to let the storylines develop, uh, for those of you who, who, who listened last year and who, um, you know, have been fans 
all, all this time. I appreciate your, your, your patronage. For those, for those of you who are new, you've got to understand, I, I like to see it. Not saying that my opinion is better than others, but in order for me to formulate my opinion, I've got to see information. And I can change my opinion based on, on new information, right? If a player gets hurt or if they switch up the offensive coordinator or if they bring, you know, switch a left tackle and a right tackle. I mean, there's so many things, so many nuances with college football as you watch it. As I said, you can't, I thought that the, the Illinois game against Toledo was an anomaly. Well, right now it's kind of starting to become a story. Uh, obviously, Penn State, if they play well against them, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it kind of goes away, fades into the background. But we want to follow these overarching storylines. What is the Big Ten this year? What was it last year? That's what we're following. And then giving you the in-depth analysis of that and why it's happening, right? Uh, I don't believe in excuses. I believe that there's reasons in everything. And so that's just kind of how, how I take that. So thank you guys uh, for the new listeners and our, our older listeners. You guys know What's up? Uh, again, thank you guys as well. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Let your family, let your friends know. Um, next weekend, next Sunday as we record that, get your your uh, questions submitted. We'll do a mailbag uh, episode along with our thoughts. I think this uh, this week will be very similar uh, to last week, to week two. Week three is going to be very similar uh, as far as who I, I think it's going to play out to what we think it's going to be with a lot of wins. And then week four gets absolutely crazy uh with some very very intriguing matchups and getting into the you know the teeth of the big 10 football season thank you guys so much for all the support be sure to tune in uh have that alert bell on when we drop our podcast on thursday keep out keep watching out there uh let us know what we're doing be sure to like comment subscribe have a wonderful night we'll see you guys on thursday